Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And uh, today, really excited to talk to my guest, Machiel Clerk, who... Um, it's got a great name, of course, because, of course, he hails from um, the Netherlands and Dutch people always have an interesting view of the world, uh, a quirky, interesting outlook on life. And uh, Machiel's going to talk to us about, um, well, broadly around some of the areas, uh, the ideas of dreaming and such like. So as we've we've actually had podcasts like this before and they've always been extraordinarily popular. So welcome, Machiel. Hi. Thank you, Russell. Such a pleasure to be with you and share weird views. Ah, excellent. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. I am a dream expert, a licensed mental health therapist, and then, uh, uh, and I started a company. And um, this all probably rooted in uh, my early 20s when I was stuck in life, didn't know where to go, hadn't dealt with the grief, uh, the loss of the grief of my father who died young. And then I turned towards uh, the works of Carl Jung, who opened the door to the world of dream. And then I started to look at my dreams and noticed how dreams can help a person and me on connecting with their life, connecting with purpose, connecting with a sense of a worldview about life and death and all these uh, uh, fundamental aspects of uh, existence. And that started me on uh, on this journey of uh, being connected to dreams and being uh, obsessed with uh, everything that has to do with uh, with dream work. Okay. Um... I mean, it's a fascinating subject. So let's dive right in. Um, can you sort of start off by telling us, well, start t- sort of by telling us how you got into this work, first of all, and then we'll talk about what a dream actually is. Well, that, uh, that second part is a, is a great question. I uh, um, uh, really got uh, intrigued with dream work because I saw that dreams reflected my own internal dynamics. It displayed uh, aspects of myself that uh, I didn't uh, completely uh, realize or was aware of. So I saw uh, behaviors that I did that were very unhelpful being played out by dream characters. And then I would just ask, where in my life do I recognize this? And then to my own uh, little disturbance, uh, I I had to admit I'm doing the same. So I could correct the more destructive behaviors, but dreams would also point out directions for me where to go. And a, and a classic example is I started a, co- a, a non-profit and later a, a for-profit company based on a nighttime dream. And in the dream, I was given the suggestion to build a platform for, for, for soulful psychology, which I did. And that uh, was a, a very helpful 
direction and connection in my life. So what do you mean by soulful, soulful psychology? What does that mean? And, and, and psychology that takes into account that there is a unconscious or a, maybe a soul, uh, something larger than just a classic, uh, I think, and the cognitive behavioral psychology. And is that not, is that's not an idea from Jung, though, is it? Because uh, he was quite against those sort of ideas, wasn't he? Well, Jung had, an, had the idea of there's an unconscious and, an, and a collective yes. unconscious. So there's something larger uh, underneath uh, our day-to-day existence. Yes. And so there, there is an overlap with that. Good. I'm glad you're Jungian, because that's obviously my background as well. So we can have a lovely time talking about personas and collective unconsciousness and collective consciousness and all the rest. Shadow yes. selves and blah 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 blah. Um, but let's not let's talk dreams. So um let's clear up a couple of terms. There are dreams and there are lucid dreams and there are um other types of dreams. Can you just tell us a little bit about what a dream actually is? It's it's such a great question, uh, Russell. And uh if you or any of the listeners uh, go back to their last dream or a very intense dream, and you remember that then you will notice that you were in an environment, you were somewhere, and there you were encountering, having an experience. You maybe did meet a crocodile or your neighbor or a beautiful person, and you were interacting. And so a dream is a world that you find yourself in during sleep. And actually your mind is still awake in the dream, but you're just not very aware. So you forget about it and you just don't even know that you're in the dream world. If you would know you were in the dream world, you would be lucid, namely uh, knowing that you are in the dream. And then it gives the space to do all kinds of experiments, like yelling out, is there anyone who has a message for me? Or I would like to experience unconditional love or please dream, show me something that's important to me. But coming back to that notion of what is a dream is so crucial because the moment that you know that a dream is a world that you find yourself in, uh, you will see that this uh, uh, sometimes used metaphor of uh, the dream is a letter that you need to decipher is the wrong metaphor. And and this is not a letter that we find ourselves right now in. Neither is the dream world. And so this world is a world you have experiences in, you can practice experiences, and it, uh, uh, most research shows that that state of consciousness stays uh, with us the moment we wake up. So we continue to have to live in this world with this dream world coexisting. And now you can also build relationships with the characters in this dream world. And if we go back to the beginning with the wor- weird fuse, Weird is an old Welsh word, meaning to have one foot in this world and one foot in the other world, one foot in the world of dreams. Mm. And so if you have one foot in this world and one foot in the world of dream or imagination, then you are by nature a little bit weird. Yes. But you're also very creative. And actually that gives you also a lot of resilience. And that's, and that's interesting because one of the definitions you were talking about there is this idea of suddenly finding yourself in a place where... Um, you're living in a very enriched life and such like. And actually, you know, the challenge I often have for a lot of people is how do you know you're not dreaming now? It, it is an excellent uh, question. And uh, um, uh, because it, the same thing you could do once you're in the dreams, you can do a dream test. And one of the answers to that is 
if I can fly right now, mm. I am dreaming. Mm. So I really need to figure out, can I fly? No. Okay. Then this is not a dream. But I, su- I should suspend in that first initial second the notion that, that where my mind goes, oh, no, no, this is reality or day reality. I need to postpone that, do a test. Can I, can I push through a wall? Can I push through my hand? No. Ah, then I'm in this reality. Yes. If I do the same in the dream and I can push through my hand, oh, I'm in dream reality. Mm. Now, now that's, I, And that's really important, isn't it? Because you may want to, in your dream, know that you're dreaming. So, I mean, the, the classic thing I learned was you look at the back of your hand and you count how many fingers you have. And in a dream, you can have six fingers. And then... And on a regular basis, if you just look at the back of your hand, you can do that. And therefore, you'll be able to do that in your dream and realize that you are dreaming. And that's the power, isn't it? That you're, yeah. you, want, you want to be able to interrupt, you, no, you want to be able to join in your, your own experience of the dream eventually in order to make sense of it, I suppose. Yes, uh, that, that's, a, that's a great way. And what it uh, gives us as opportunities in the dream world that uh, uh, once you're there, you can learn the, the, uh, how the reality of the dream is constructed. So you can learn uh, how your own mind creates part of the dream uh, world by e- your emotions and expectations and intent. But you can also ask experiences or you can ask for, hey, I'm, uh, show me something important. Or I did once yelled out, I would like to experience unconditional love. And then I was zapped for a minute in a state of unconditional love. And then I came out of it again, and then I had that experience. So you can have a very uh, enriched uh, uh, sense of experiences. And that, uh, of course, uh, makes one more elastic. And you're also better to carry a, a broad range of emotions and feelings and experiences in this world and consequently become more resilient or uh, effective or uh, you, have an, you have just an enriched palette of uh, experiences of life. So, so. Many people approach this subject, uh, they approach me as a hypnotherapist and say things like, I'm having bad dreams, uh, I'm walking through a forest, I'm falling, um, I've met someone, I was in a maze and I was nude. Uh, and you see that there are various tropes that repeat and, and people almost want a, um, an interpretation of their dreams. Do you, do you think that's... Do you think that's valid? Well, it's obviously a valid for them to have that expectation. Do you think it's possible to create a reading of someone's dream? Um, there's not a real yes and no. There are some uh, interpretation has its place, yeah. but there are also huge limitations. Usually interpretation already comes from the notion that it is kind of a letter that needs to be deciphered, where it's mm-hmm. actually you're in a world where you have an environment. Uh, so if you would ask the question, what is the experience or what is happening? I'm in a, in a maze and I can't get out. Huh. So you feel like you're somewhere and you're stuck and you don't know how to get out. That almost inevitably is an experience you also have in your day-to-day life and your nighttime uh, repeats that. And what you then can also do is slow it down and start sitting in that experience. So start really feeling in your body. What does it feel like to be stuck? What does it feel like like, oh, I don't know how to get out. And you start training yourself to feel that so that you don't fall into the reflex of, oh, I I need to hurry up. I need to speed up. I need to get out of this because that's not working. Mm. But if you would slow down and feel it and would be able to sustain the tension of uh, not knowing, 
then maybe something else can come up as well. Yes. And, and there's a self-organizing mechanism inside of us that will come up with very creative solutions for uh, the troubles we find. And, so, and, I th- and I think what you're indicating here is that, uh, well, this is certainly my experience, that people come and they want a magic wand. This is what's happened. Tell me what that means. And, and actually, and also allow me to go and do it all my, on my own. And I think part of the problem here is that the interpretation comes from the, it's almost therapeutic approach and actually then resetting the dream. I, I, I was always very minded with someone recently where they were running away from someone who was pursuing them and they were running and running and running. And I said, well, who is it? And so I have no idea. And of course, what you do then in the hypnotherapy is you get them to look back and see who it was. And, and people don't realize that dreams are malleable. You can reset them again, can't you? So, but, yeah. but you need to have someone alongside you that knows what they're doing. And, and, and I think there's, there are too few people who work with dreams is my experience. Certainly. I don't know what you think. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm in the same line and I, and I love how you uh, take the, the, then take that person to look back at uh, the person that is pursuing them uh, because their habitual per, uh, uh, reaction pattern isn't working. And, and in dreams very often, this, uh, this character has something to, is either a discarded aspect or has something to say or is one's own aggression that uh, doesn't, uh, has not been accepted. And almost like a homeopathic dose, if you can take a little bit out of this person and add it to your own self, uh, transformation happens. Mm. Then you have far more embodied and uh, emotional and experiential approach towards the dream than the interpretation, which is, is which gets very quickly, this means that, and stays very heady, and uh, never never gets a person anywhere. Yes. So another two situations we, we come across are dreams, obviously, lucid dreaming, as you talked about. But then we have nightmares, and then sometimes we have called the night terrors as well, don't we? So yes. I wonder yeah. if you can talk a little about, about the differences between those things. It, it, usually the night uh, the, the night terror is 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 even uh, more scary than the than the uh, than the nightmare one sometimes he, uh, wakes up and continues to see uh, characters in the room and doesn't know one is awake yet and uh, it's almost one dreams with the eyes open and uh, life uh, the dream life and this world seem to seem to intersect mm. but both dreams at the core have the issue where they deal with fear and almost always there's too much or too little fear in the, in the person, in the individual's life. And just like the example you brought from the person who runs away from the pursuer, how can we engage with the nightmare? And uh, a lot of research after uh, world war two was done with veterans where they just started writing down the dreams and by acknowledging the, the, the nightmares and the dreams, that already had a uh, positive impact so that it showed, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm paying some attention to something that goes on inside of me. And instead of running away, actually, I need to turn towards it. And dream work could even be like, draw the monster, mm. uh, uh, bring in a safe person, maybe a father or mother, a teacher in your mind, then draw the monster and, and ask the monster, why are you here? And let's see if, if, if something comes up. That's, I, I think, very similar to what, uh, what you do. Yes, yes interesting. Well, what do you... So, so one of the things that people um, 
how on, let me, I've got, I'm trying to ask a question. I'm asking it very badly. Um, there are people who get s- stuck in recurring dreams yeah. and uh, you have the same dream night after night, after night, after night. So, you know, what, what do you say to people in that situation? What, what's, what's going on first of all? Yeah. The, the, the main question that they then have is how do I get rid of this? Yeah. And uh, uh, getting rid is usually uh, uh, engaging with, there's something that uh, habitual consciousness or the ego or whatever we want to call it hasn't picked up on. So it, it's, it's, it's trying to communicate a different style of living that is more conducive, but the individual continues to run towards the class to do an exam or uh, can't uh, grab the steering wheel or mm. there's something that, uh, that, uh, that they are doing and that isn't effective. And the dream, uh, uh, if you engage with the dream, uh, the dream will start rearranging itself and start providing ways of being that the person can deal with it. Mm. So recurring dreams are very important. And I want to encourage people not to discard them, but actually to turn towards them. And that can be as simple as start writing them down, let it simmer a bit throughout the day engage, uh, talk to uh, a dream character uh, while you while you walk through the street or so, and just ju- just do something so that that habitual pattern cracks open and the energy that is in the dream can come in and then will provide a different state of consciousness that uh, is a better adaption to life for that individual. I think that's so important. I love what you're saying there, that this idea that most people are pushing dreams away and actually yeah. turning towards them is the key. And I think probably simply people don't know that, they don't know the significance of turning towards something. They don't know that actually by trying to lock something away, it's, it's what's making the dream reoccur, isn't it? The dream's giving you yeah. information in a sense, either to interpret something from the past or to prepare for the future. I, I, the yeah. jury's out on what, what, which way they work or whether they work both ways. But um, yeah, I love the way you say turn towards it. I think that's really interesting. I think and engaging with a character from a dream could be quite nice, especially in, when you're walking, because of a very scary character in your dream isn't as scary when you're walking through a park or, or eating a sandwich. It's just impossible, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, if the person is, is, is still uh, afraid, bring in an uh, imaginal character that you like. Maybe uh, you say, uh, Yoda from Star Wars, can you walk with me? while I encounter uh, this uh, terrible nightmare uh, figure. But then, and I will place the nightmare figure on uh, 50 yards away. And then uh, I'll just say, gosh, uh, we haven't been good friends. And I'm not sure that I wanna be friends, yes. but, but why are you here? Do you wanna tell me something? Yes. Uh, are you angry? What, what's going on? And, and inevitably uh, something, something will uh, happen and things will change and, and your nightmare will go away. And, it, yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting because a lot of this is situated in the Jung methodology, Jung methodology around your mind's there trying to protect you in some way. So dreams are part of protection. So the reason it's happening is, is, is a good thing. It's a positive thing. And, yeah. and, and that's why yeah. turning towards them is so important, isn't it? Um, I like the way you pick out characters and, you know, like push them further away. I often get them to put a hat on or something, which, you know, has a hammer sticking out the top of it. So very evocative sort of images. Um, how, how does one become a dream therapist for someone? Because, I mean, we need more of them. So how, how, where did you get your interest at, first of all? 
Yeah, my, mine grew out of, uh, of of starting to read uh, Carl Jung and then other dream uh, dream people that wrote about dreams, and that noticed how helpful it was for my own life. My own life changed so dramatically wow. uh, that uh, I've been uh, eternally uh, grateful for the dream world and also its own anticipative uh, qualities by uh, showing where to go or sometimes not to go. But um, uh, uh, at once, if you become a therapist, of course, you need to do a regular license, get uh, get your master's degree and whatever else. Um, in, the, in the US, uh, I went to Pacifica Graduate Institute where they have they lean towards uh, traditions with dreaming. There are very few universities that uh, that do that. Uh, it's it's uh, for a big part. You still need to uh, to develop these uh, these these skills and insights uh, just on your own uh, and read uh, read books and practice on yourself and practice on uh, on people around you. Start a dream group. Yeah, and I think that's 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 the thing, isn't it? It's, um, once you understand it's a metaphor. People, and the thing is, the thing I've discovered is, and I don't know if you've discovered it, I think find this as well. People seem quite disappointed when you can't just say, oh, yes, that lion is, you know, it's your mother-in-law and, you know, and it's this and it's that. And I mean, the, the lion might be a mother-in-law, but lions don't mean mother-in-laws. And I think a lot of people always want a handbook, don't they, that we learn a handbook and we don't realise that actually it's a narrative and it's a metaphor and it's pointing to certain things. So, so it's quite, it's quite um, a skill in being able to actually understand the context rather than the symbol. Yeah, it, especially I've, I've traveled all, all around the world to explore traditions with dreams. And in one culture, the snake is uh, the healing uh, god. And in the next one, it's the devil. So uh, these, uh, there's no fixed meaning for, uh, for symbols. And, uh, uh, and, and people like to have a, a quick answer. Uh, that we, we live a little bit in a, in a pill society and uh, dream work is uh, <clears throat> you can do it once but dream work is really a practice in in a way that you build a relationship with your own deeper self or your own your own whoever you are and uh, uh, it requires and, and and it seems also to respond to interest and, and relationship so it, it takes a bit of time and then the metaphorical approach I think a better question, instead of asking what does this mean, uh, is uh, uh, what is happening? Mm. What is happening here? Then you get a structure, a dynamic, and see if that if, if you recognize that somewhere in your life. Mm, interesting. And so you've decided to write a book about this whole su subject, which I find fascinating. I'm definitely going to be buying this one, obviously. Um, tell us a bit, little bit about the motivation, the book, what's in it. What can we yeah, thank you. It? Yeah, it's, uh, it's titled Dream Guidance. And it's built on this old idea that you can ask your dream a question before you go to bed in order to trigger a helpful response. And uh, <clears throat> it's called dream incubation, comes back in almost any culture. And I've noticed that it works really well in, in many ways by uh, asking yourself questions as, um, how can I love myself more deeply? What is uh, one type of food that I could eat? What's going on with uh, this person? Uh, what's with blockage in my dating life? Whatever is relevant to your to your being, and uh, I worked out a very effective five step process: how to identify the question, how to formulate the question, how to engage in a certain ritual, how to, the dream, and then uh, a simple uh, practice on how do you work with a dream that doesn't require years of study, uh, but that people can can do. That's in a in a nutshell uh, a way that I 
worked out on how to ask your dreams questions to help you live a more fulfilling life. So is it, who's the intended audience? Is it the therapist? Or is it anybody with a dream? It, it, it's the layman. I've really written it for the general audience. Brilliant. I didn't want to write it for, I, I know the therapists read it as well and they, 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 they like it, but it's really, if you have, if you always were interested in what do my dreams mean or gosh, uh, I want another form of support in my life. Uh, then, uh, then this is a great, uh, great book to, uh, to, to, to read. And it's relatively thin. So it's, uh, you can read it, uh, uh, in, a, in a short time that was yes. important for me too and and people and people often talk about dreams as if they're like goals aren't they they say things like oh my dream is to be this uh not realizing that's that's a thing and also not realizing that dreams are sometimes the the catalyst to great innovation so yeah i wonder if yeah. you could talk a little bit about that a lot of uh, uh, uh breakthroughs uh in either science or music or uh, any art form come from dreams. The very uh, uh, there, there are a lot of examples of spontaneous, helpful dreams. Uh, Paul McCartney got in his dream the song "Yesterday," which became the most played song in uh, in in the U.S. history on the radio. So there's a, a, a well documented spontaneous dreams, and uh, uh, and people can uh, proactively consult the dream as if the, as if it's a wise counselor or there's a mysterious friend living inside the dream world that responds to one's really heartfelt, genuine questions about their life. And uh, uh, that is, um, yeah, that's a, that's a way that, uh, that, that we can engage with the, with the world of dream. Mm. And often your point about asking yourself a question before you go to bed, uh, I mean, everybody sort of recognizes this idea that if you sleep on it, yeah. that actually, you know, the answer can come. And there's two, there's part of the brain resting and REM process, which is about actually getting rid of distractions, but also this idea of weird connections taking place is the, there's the root cause of creativity. So it's knowing the question to ask is quite interesting. So yeah, you, you talked earlier about the soul and the spirits. I mean, do you think you get closer to your soul when you dream? Um. Yes, I, 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 I do. It, it, whatever a person believes, it's, if it's their brain or it's the mystery, uh, I, I think that the soul, uh, that, that we all come into the world with a soul and that our soul has specific qualities. We all are carriers of talents and uh, shortcomings that we, that we almost like a, 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 a rose seed becomes a rose and we're all some, some seed that wants to become itself. And this, whatever this is, I let I call it soul, tries to express itself. And one of the ways it does this is through imagination. And in the world, in, in the dream world, there's a very strong manifestation of imagination. Mm. And uh, we can encounter our soul and its desires that will help uh, itself be, try to become itself. The rose seed wants to, wants to become a rose. Yes. And, and, and we want to become something. And... Uh, dreams help it's not the only way i think through hypnotherapy you get there or daydreaming you get there or uh, sharpening your intuition you get there but dreams is is an is an old method that has been very uh, effective and um, has been somewhat discarded in our culture and i try to point out an easy way for the general public to reconnect with it 
Yes. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. So let's just um, do these things. So basically, you can find Makiel at youngplatform.com, J-U-N-G platform.com. Um, now, he's got one of those interesting names that's spelled uh, in, in an exciting way. So obviously, we'll link to the show notes. But um, basically, it's uh, Makiel. So it's M-A-C-H-I-E-L-K-L-E-R-K.com. MichaelClerk.com. And um, there are tons of resources online um, to help you as well. And, um, you know, it's absolutely fascinating, all sorts of training and such like. And you obviously are um, very, very busy in this sphere. So um, thank you for spending time with us today. I really genuinely, you know, really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to us about the subject. And, you know, what a final thought. What, how would you close down as a sort of um, one last oh, thing? I... For, make sure that people remember. Well, uh, at one, I uh, want to encourage people that inside of us uh, or outside of us, there is something that tries to help us become us, wants to help us in our life. And that uh, through dreams, you can live a more fulfilling life. And um, yeah, in my book, Dream Guidance, that uh, also can be bought uh, everywhere in the world through Book Depository. They send it for free wherever you live, or of course, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Uh, this gives a way of uh, a tool to enjoy life a little bit more for any question that you have and uh, any question that is relevant. Uh, so it's not, what did my neighbor eat? But uh, how can I love myself better? How can I be, uh, how can I build my business? Whatever it is, the dream is, uh, is, is, is excited to support us. Yeah. Brilliant. So let's dream big. Let's dream um, audacious and um, let's not see dreams as actually something to be worried about. Let's encourage them and um, let's enjoy actually working with them. So thank you, Machiel. You've been a joy to talk to. Thanks for spending time with us. Thank you, Russell. You take care. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed. And if you're in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.